Hello there, and welcome to Children of the 80s. I'm Jamie. And I'm Liana. And we're here to talk about movies from, what decade, Liana? From the 1980s. That's right, good name. Well, we've got a very special episode for you today, because we are going to talk about Teen Wolf. That was, that was a good howl. Thank you. I, I, I didn't know you had that I've in you, I've been practicing. Yeah, that's been waiting there. Actually, I set time. off, true story, I set off two dogs howling today, and then they couldn't stop. It was You're, kind of embarrassing. Were you practicing your howl for this podcast about Teen Wolf? No, I just I just thought it was a good thing to do. A little howling. Uh, we're about five weeks into the quarantine, folks, so uh, all sorts of things are <laughs> happening. Liana, do you want to give our audience some basic facts about Teen Wolf? Sure, Teen Wolf, starring none other than, the, than Michael J. Fox. It came out in 1985, and it actually came out after Back to the Future, but was filmed before Back to the Future. That's right. So I think that's an important point. So Teen Wolf, 1985, same year as Back to the Future. But when they were making this, they didn't know that they were going to have Michael J. Fox as Marty McFly as a superstar on their hands. Totally, that's right. He'd been in Family Ties, so that was kind of the link. He was known. There was a bit of a break in filming while Meredith What's-Her-Face was Back pregnant. Back to Bernie. Right, yeah, you okay. know, you're a Family Ties fan from oh, way back. absolutely, yes. In fact, you're, I mean, I think you're kind of unusual. You're not only a Family Ties fan from way back. You're a Michael J. Fox fan in the character of Alex. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Alex P. Keaton, great character. I'm not sure that there are that many people who were aspiring to be Alex Keaton. I was aspiring <laughs> to be him. I just, I admired the craft. Anyway, I mean, I personally aspired to be Michael J. Fox as a teen wolf. Well, who who wouldn't really <laughs> after seeing this film? So budget of $1.2 million. And I, I got to say, that's not a big budget, but I don't know where they spent all the money in this particular case. The film is interesting because it is full of errors. They filmed it quickly. There's like continuity issues. There's issues you can see the dolly moving past, you know, in one scene where they're rolling the cameras. But they did well from it. They, they did. $33 million off a yeah, $1 I saw, million. I, I saw yeah. that as well. It, yeah, so it did feel like they remembered on Friday morning that they had to turn in the completed film on Monday. And uh, they, <laughs> yeah. might, they might have made it in a single weekend. You can tell it's all one town, two houses, and, and the high school. That's the whole thing. Now let's unpack the plot because the plot is complex. Oh, there's a lot going on in this. So he's, there's this guy. He's a teenager. And he's also a wolf. Yeah, that's, that's right. It's, yeah. And it's subtle, right? It's subtle. You know, you, you feel like you're building up slowly to the plot. <laughs> <laughs> so I will say, so you may, I'm guessing many of you have seen Teen Wolf, but you may not remember the details of it, because I remember you probably haven't seen it since 1985. It starts extraordinarily quickly. Yeah, they get into it. There's no mucking around. I think he turns into a werewolf about two minutes into the film. Well, no, so, that, I mean, they set the scene that he's an awkward, uncomfortable teenager and, you know, his life is not going the way he wants it, right? He's on the loser basketball team. No, no, there's the hot chick Sorry, who yeah. yawns in the basketball scene so yeah. you know that he's not going to get her. And you also know that he's got the beautiful best friend who he hasn't realized is beautiful because he's yeah, an idiot. I, I, so I will say this movie, after about three minutes of film time, I felt like I'd seen the entire movie, right? Because in the first three minutes, you see he's on a losing basketball team that the hot girl doesn't like him, but he's got this extremely attractive best what friend. What could possibly happen? I had, How yeah. will this end? Yeah, I felt like the Suspenseful. last 88 minutes of the movie were kind of playing out what we already knew what was going to happen. So, a couple of interesting things about this film. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you know, set in high school teenagers, but like with lots of shows, the actors are all older. So they're, I think Michael J. Fox is 23 at the time, his best friend, Styles, who is actually, I feel like Styles is kind of a flawed character set up here because Styles is super cool. Like he's this super cool yeah, dude. Yeah. And if you're the loser 
guy who's kind of not in the cool group, you've always got the loser sidekick. You don't as your friend. You don't you have aren't yourself super lo- cool. Well, yeah. Michael J. Fox is or. Scott, as we should call him. Scott is the loser sidekick. I think that's the idea. Anyway, Styles is 27. So they're, they're all older. Yeah. And the other thing that this movie kind of set in motion or capitalized on, and I don't know, you know, it's actually interesting because it's a feature of Michael J. Fox's films generally, mm. is this idea of car surfing. Was there another movie in which Michael J. Fox well, so it's interesting. Or double? Yeah. No, so it's interesting because you'll be interested to know that the Quebec Provincial Automobile Insurance Agency defines this, this car feels surfing like a deep cut. Okay, yep. as riding on a moving vehicle, Good which definition. is what we see here. Yeah. So Michael J. Fox and Styles both car surf on the van. van. It's van Well, yeah, but the term is car surfing, okay. just to be clear. I'm with you. And then the second definition that the Quebec Provincial Automobile Group provide us is it's riding in a sofa, on a skateboard, or a sled, or any other object that is hitched or tied to a moving vehicle. And Michael J. Fox, look, I don't know about a sled, and I don't know about in a sofa. But he does, yeah. Yeah, but he is on a skateboard. And we'll come back to that when we when we review Back to the Future and Back to the Future <laughs> 2 and all of those That's a better things. podcast than this one because those but, are much better movies. But, but, you know, I just think that's interesting. And I that, wonder if he lies awake at night with the deaths of 58 teenagers on his conscience. Because Lord, there have been really? 58 teenagers who have died from car surfing incidents. This episode about Teen Wolf has taken a turn. Taken a dark turn. Yeah. Taken a dark turn. So anyway, I mean, I just thought that was interesting. It is, have, I have to say though, it's like a super awesome scene. It's, I mean, anytime, that's, in, in my opinion, anytime you have a Beach Boys song in a film, it works well. Beach it's Boys really films work well yeah. for film. My favorite scene from The Wonder Years is still, we'll, we'll, we'll come to that another day, but like, there's a good, a there's a good scene in, in Flight of the Navigator, another 80s movie that uh, is not a great movie overall that involves a Beach Boys song as well. So I'm with your thesis. Yeah, and obviously this is their surfing song or one of their main surfing songs. So it's, it's, one it's of the it's Beach a very... Boys surfing songs. Yeah. Did, did, they, did they do surfing songs? <laughs> I think they did one, one or two. Okay. Um, I think we need to summarize the plot just a bit more for anybody who doesn't remember the fine ins and outs of oh, yeah. Teen Wolf. Yeah, sure, it's complicated. So there's this guy, and he tur- turns out he's a werewolf. But the thing is, people actually like the werewolf. And I feel like that's like the one big... You feel like that was how the movie was pitched. So this teenager, he turns into a werewolf, but everybody loves the werewolf and he's good at everything. That's kind of the whole movie, right? Is the idea that now he's a basketball star, now he gets the girl, now he's a hit at parties. Until, of course... Well, actually, it's not entirely clear why he steps away from the wolf at the end. No, he kind it's of loses boof. control. No, it's, it's, it's boof. Boof is the friend that is in love with him that is obviously... And Boof said... No, so it's, it's far more complex than that. Oh, There's okay. so much to unpack. Oh, so what's happening here, here yeah. is it's the battle between the, you know, his true self, which mm. is not the werewolf, or the cool new persona. And so she says, I like you better as yourself. Yes. And then at the... There's a dance in which his rival for the hot girl's hand, you know, they get it, they get into a punch up and he turns into the wolf and he loses control and everybody, then they don't like the wolf anymore. And then they're scared of the wolf. Up until that point, the wolf's kind of main claim to fame was the ability to jump very high because of the stunt double who steps in. Yep. The very obvious stunt double, actually. Wolves are known for being good at basketball. Well, and that's the other thing I think we have to say about the costuming in 1985 is this is more Chewbacca than wolf. That's very true. He does. 
well, and humans do not look like wolves, right? We walk on two legs, not four. There are a number of issues with the whole wolf transformation. Sure, 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 sure. But, yeah. you know, it's very Chewbacca. They glue a bunch of hair to his face and put a wig on him. That's oh, he's got some pointy ears and he's got a little true. fang action. Yeah. And he's got very hairy arms. I mean, I think that's the other interesting thing about this thing. So, you know, not only is he a great basketball player, but... He's raking the ladies in. He is raking in the ladies. And he's very hairy. All arms, all legs, all face. I don't know. Yeah. This podcast, again, took a turn. Yeah, well, I, didn't I, I just... The other thing that I thought was interesting where I... You know, there's always a moment when you see something about a movie. Maybe this is especially as a female. And you think, hmm... That movie was written by dudes. And there's a scene early on, I I talked about the scene, how he glances up and the woman who he's hoping is the object of his affections is in, you know, an interminably dull basketball game and she's yawning. And so he knows that she's not interested in him. Like, that's what you're right. meant to take away from yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, because if she liked him, she'd be fascinated. Yeah, and this is what I have to... 56 to 2 blowout. This is what I have to say, like, as a woman, i got to tell you, you know... You'd be bored no matter what. Yeah, you know, it's 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 not... You're not there kind of breathlessly glued on every the, the person's every move in a game. Mm. Maybe that's true for other people, but for me, that's never been... So it's a pretty simple movie, right? So you've got the basic thing, they like the wolf, then they don't like the wolf. And then you've got the romantic subplot... That's kind of the only thing going on. I, no, see, I, I reckon there's one other thing that's really interesting going on here, which is a mm. relationship with the dad. So, so the dad's also a werewolf. That's well, and this is what's yeah. interesting. So that early on, he, you know, he reports that he's going through some changes. And the coach, who is like the world's most useless coach, you see him kind of giving terrible coaching advice, completely distracted. But he, he does say to the, them, you know, if there's anything you need to talk to me, come and talk to me. And then he proceeds to have like, the most useless mm. kind of coaching session anywhere. I actually think it's one of the better scenes in the film. It's very funny. And it's just that sort of, like, he's so useless and his advice is so bad. And yet he wants to get the credit for having kind of given him good advice. So he's there trying to reach out for help. And so he's asked the coach, kind of gotten nowhere. And then he goes to his dad and says, Dad, you know, have you ever, like, had changes? And everyone's just sort of saying, you know, yeah, dude, that happens to all of us. You're just a bit late with the rest of it. Puberty jokes. But what's evident is the dad knows what's going on. And then he's just about to go to a party. So instead of sort of taking him to one side and saying, son, it's possible that you might turn into a werewolf some point this evening. He just says, oh, we'll have that conversation later. Which I thought was a bit weird. Yeah, poor timing. Probably a bit earlier weird. would have been better. And then there's the other kind of complexity that, that the dad is a single parent. And the mum's out of the scene. And... I don't know what happened to them. I can't remember Yeah, what there's like them. some subplot... Yeah, there's like she left. She died. I think she left. I, th- I think she no. I think she died, oh, and it's okay. that's why the dad has a bad relationship. It's a very with the memorable thing, whatever it yep. was. Yeah. Anyway, no, that, that's why there's this kind of rivalry. Like it's you know because he was scary as a wolf, and anyway, but the dad's a good guy, and yes. the and the kind of the interesting thing is. They're like, oh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm a werewolf too. Oh, okay. Ah, shucks. Uh, you know, it's sort of like he's showing him how to shave. And of course, that is that is the proxy, right? Like it's, it is yeah, meant to be yeah. a proxy for adolescence and kind of coping with testosterone. And You're giving this movie a lot of credit for symbolism and nuance. You don't think that it was a yeah, proxy no, okay, for, okay. for puberty? Totally. Oh, no, like there's a, definitely a joke about it. I don't know if there's a proc, if it's a proxy for puberty. No, I think, it, I think it's the idea of you've got to come to terms with yourself. Can you grow through? a change 
and be transformed, but still be true to yourself and your own yeah. values. So I do want to say that I did find that a strange message, and I don't, I'm not sure it's something you'd see today, which is the message of the movie is not embrace who you really are and kind of find that other side of you and let it happen even though other people don't like it. You know, which you expect the message. The message is repress that wolf side, just like make sure that that part of you no one ever sees. I don't know if that is saying that. But it I... is a werewolf. That's the thing. No, no, he I is so, a werewolf. So, no, I think it's actually more about the reconciliation of those two sides. So they're saying he needs to learn to control the wolf. So he needs to learn to like control his anger. So maybe that's a kind of a, you know, repress and keep it under control. But then he needs to be true to himself and he needs not to rely on the fancy, the flash of being able to jump and score. Because that's the other thing. It's not just at the dance. It's in the last game, mm. right? He says, I really love basketball but I don't want to only play it as the wolf. So he turns up for the last that's game, like, why not? not as the wolf. Yes, but why doesn't he play as the wolf? Because he is because the wolf. Because it's, che- like it's a cheating advantage. It's, it's like steroids. Wolf steroids. It's, no, so, you know, it makes him strong and able to do all... And, and, that, and they say it's, it's within you, even without the wolf, you don't need the wolf. Ah. So maybe it's a metaphor for, okay. you know, uh, drugs and alcohol. Oh, I like that. I like that. You are who you are. You're fine just the way you fine are. Just you the don't way you need, are. need the wolf. So as you said, the movie did very well, despite the fact that aside from Michael J. Fox, not a single one of these actors was ever heard from again. Which is interesting because I think that the guy who played Styles was kind of awesome. And I know that I'm not the only person to ask this question. Where did he go? What Where happened to go? him? Well, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't hmm. know. Is yeah, he, so he didn't do a whole Jerry lot Levine? After this. Yeah, Jerry Levine. He's known for Teen Wolf. Okay. Most of the actors, when you look them up on IMDb, it says they're first known for Teen Wolf. And he was in Wag the Dog. He was in Wag the Dog. That's a good film. Um, MacGyver. He, he did a bit of TV. Uh, he did a few Monk. episodes of Monk, a few episodes of Everybody Hates Chris. Oh, see, this guy went on to great things. Two episodes of Kojak. I do agree. He's actually quite a charismatic actor. I just think he's not good looking enough. I think that was the basic issue. Maybe that is the challenge. He's so great unfair. Yeah, so unfair. Really so, you know, I mean, look, I don't understand why it made so much money. It must just be because it came out right after Back to the Future It was a high school comedy with Michael J. Fox and in you know, 1985. Let's, let's face it. Michael J. Fox is dreamy. Dream? Okay, dreamy. Yeah. okay. He's I'll like dreamy. charismatic and he is you know, charismatic. he's got it going on. He's 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 a sell. So the movie is ninety-one minutes and honestly, like they probably could have edited it down to about 70, 75, I think. There it was a pretty straightforward movie, I'd say. But it did so well they did come out with a sequel. Uh, Teen Wolf 2, which I'm gonna say a few things about because I'm guessing we will not get around to it on this podcast. <laughs> so it came out in nineteen eighty seven and look, it was a completely different movie. Uh, instead of Scott Howard, it starred a teenager who was named Todd Howard. Nice. And he wasn't a basketball player, he was a boxer. Nice. And he wasn't in high school, he went to, he was going to college. And yeah, that didn't do especially well. So Jason Bateman actually played Scott Howard. Not, oh, Jason. Yeah. Oh, Jason. Not, not, not a role that you'll find at the, uh, the top of his dad sheet. Teen Wolf got poor reviews. It's got a Metacritic score of 25. Teen Wolf 2 managed a limbo under that with a Metascore of 8. You know, the New York Times, when the original Teen Wolf call, came out, called it aggressively boring. Hmm. I would call it sort of good-naturedly boring. Yeah, I was going to say g- yeah. gently boring, yeah, actually. Yeah, that's right. I just want to say one other thing about the sequel, which is that it's Teen Wolf 2 T-O-O. Yeah, that's clever. So see clever. What they did there? So clever. I see what Despite... they did there. Why didn't other people do that? Well, the truth is, 
you can do that with any movie. That's what I'm saying. Right? It's not like there's something specific. It's, it's, yeah, just, you know. it's not like Jaws 3D, which was a 3D movie that you could only so do. So, look, that didn't get very far, but what I did... will say, they only, so the first one grossed you know, $33 million, I think you yes. said. Now, Teen Wolf 2, despite its luxurious budget of $3 million, opposed to the one point two, grossed a total of eight. So I think they learned their lesson on that one. and, and, and still made money? Yes. More than doubled their money? Anyway, so that wasn't the last appearance of Teen Wolf. No, that's right. Country, so the Teen Wolf series then they were, became they became a TV series with 100 episodes that ran between 2011 and 2017. It's a long run for it's a pretty... It's a long run. They took what was a very basic concept <laughs> <laughs> and stretched it out. It, to me, honestly, Teen Wolf, it feels like they came out of the pitch meeting. They went into the pitch meeting and said, it's a teenager who's a wolf and everybody loves him. And they said, good, make it. And they did. Yes, like, I that think was, that's right. That was the whole good thing. Good, go. There yep. is no, yeah, there's no, nothing else to it. So what's your wrap up? What did you think of Teen Wolf? Did you enjoy it? Uh, it was lightweight. Yeah. I'd, um, I wouldn't watch it again. I don't think, at least maybe in another 30 years or so. That's all for this episode of Children of the 80s. We'll be back next time.